Welcome to the Master Passive Income Podcast, where we talk about investing in real estate rental properties with a special focus on making enough money so you can quit your job and live the dream life. And now, here is your host, Dustin Heiner. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Master Passive Income Show. My name is Dustin Heiner, and I'm here to help you learn how to quit that J-O-B, that just overbroke job by investing in real estate rental properties so you never, ever have to work a job again. Now, I want to talk to you all about financing, and it seems like I have so many students in the Real Estate Wealth Builders that we're always talking about finances and having money to actually buy the next rental property buying the first rental property. And that's usually something that we always tackle right away. We want to make sure we have enough money. Now, in today's show, I want to talk to you all about that. At the same time, I do want to get you my free real estate investing course. I want to teach you how to find the properties, how to fund, get money for the properties. I want to walk you through step-by-step how to quit your job and how to have an automatic business. Text the word rental to 33777. R-E-N-T-A-L-23377. And right now, I'm getting a lot of people asking me all about the current market. And if right now is a good time to invest, everything from the coronavirus to interest rates to housing prices and all that great stuff. And this is what I'm going to do. I didn't want to take away from the normal podcast where I'm teaching you guys exactly how to invest in real estate. So I'm going to put out a special podcast where I'm talking about the market. It'll come out on Thursday morning. Actually, I might have it set out like Wednesday at like, you know, 1159 p.m. So it'll get out there early morning on Thursday morning for you. But I want to show you or basically tell you what I'm seeing, how I'm investing, how I'm looking at my students and how they're investing, how I'm helping them to invest as well. So be on the lookout for that special podcast episode this Thursday so you can actually see what I'm seeing and hopefully we can all invest well and we can all buy properties that make us money. Now, should we pay off our mortgages early or should we save money for investing? Now, I love this question and I get this question all the time from all my real estate investing students and I love it because there's so many variables and there's so many variables to figure out what is the best route for you and we're gonna go through all these different variables because there's so many ways to do this business. Now, financing is the lifeblood of your business. If you don't have money to buy that next property, you're more than likely not going to be able to buy a next property very easily. There are ways for no and low money down, which are very, very hard. Don't kid yourself or don't listen to the quote unquote gurus who try to say, oh yeah, you can buy, you know, buy my course for $5,000 and I'll teach you how to buy with no and low money down. Well, you don't have any money because you just paid five grand to somebody else who's going to show you how to work super, super hard because it's very, very hard to do a low and no money down deal. Now, the right way to do that, the right way to actually invest in real estate is to have financing, utilizing other people's money, utilizing your money, utilizing bank's money and doing all that. And that's what I want to show you. And the biggest question I always get is, should I pay off my mortgage early? And I love that because there's so many different routes we want to go. Number one, we want to look at, are we investing? Number two, we want to look at, are we going to be buying more properties? Number three, do we have enough cash flow? Let's get into all that. And I want to show you how to invest in real estate. Get my free real estate investing course. Check in the description. Click on that link that says masterpassiveincome.com forward slash free course. It'll send you to my website. It'll get you that free course where I'll show you how to do the financing, 
how to find properties, how to build the business, how to be able to quit your job and how to scale the business so that you never have to work a job again. So masterpassiveincome.com forward slash free course or click on the link in the description. Now let's talk about what you should do about financing your properties. Now let's do a quick broad overview on financing. Now let's talk all about debt and what debt can do, good debt and bad debt. Rich Dad Poor Dad told us and taught us that there are such there is such a thing as good debt. I actually have a whole entire video about good debt. Check in the description for all things about good debt because good debt is phenomenal. That's how I built my business to 30 plus properties is because of good debt. Now, simple way to understand good debt puts money into your pocket. Bad debt takes money out of your pocket. Now, what you want to do is you want to get more things that have good debt as opposed to things that have bad debt. I'll give you an example of bad debt. If you buy a car, you buy that car and you get a mortgage on it. Well, you have debt and you're losing money. Like money's coming out of your pocket every single month to pay for this car. Now, on the flip side, if you're going to be buying a rental property, we do here at Master Passive Income, we do buy and hold rental single family homes up to duplexes, quads, or you know, fourplexes and triplexes. We buy single family homes up to fourplexes and hold them for a long period of time and make passive income. Now, the great thing is we utilize other people's money like a bank. We put a down payment down of like maybe three and a half percent with an FHA loan. And then we rent out that property. There's a little bit of criteria that you have to go through the FHA loan, which I have a whole other video on how to do that. Just look up FHA loan. Now, what you want to do is account for all of your expenses. Everything from like your property manager to your insurance to your property taxes, your property manager, your, your realtor. You want to account for all these expenses and your mortgage. Because we're talking about mortgages, we want to make sure we account for that expense. And that expense is something that's gonna buy us a property. We have debt, but it's good debt because it makes us money. We add up every single expense and then it lines up to, let's say $850. Well, if we could rent the property for $1,100, that's $250 a month in passive income. That is good debt money going into your pocket. So that's good debt and bad debt. And remember, good debt puts money in your pocket. Bad debt takes money out of your pocket. Now, as I was saying how in this question of should we pay off our mortgages, should we save for investing, what should we do? It really comes down to a lot of different variables. Let's go over a few of the different variables right now. If you already have one property, or maybe even five properties, or even seven or eight, or even 10 properties, now I have 30 plus properties, like I said, I only have one mortgage, one single family home mortgage, but I do have one bundled loan of four properties. It's a commercial bundle loan, I'll teach you exactly how to do that as well. And with that bundle loan, I have four properties under one. And I also have one single family home loan, which is a five properties out of the 30 that actually have a loan. And so what I did though, was I didn't start that way. All those other properties, what the you know 20 plus properties that I have free and clear, I didn't start that way. I used leverage, real estate leverage, basically utilizing other people's money, banks money, private money, seller financing, all that sort of stuff. I've done all of that and bought property after property. Now, what I did though, was right when I was about to quit my job, we had we were blessed with a good amount of cash. We sold the property, so we had some more cash. And I realized, man, I can actually pay off a good amount of these mortgages. And in doing that, I'm gonna have more cash flow because when you don't have a job, you wanna have as much money and cash coming in. And so I thought it might be a fantastic idea to actually pay off these mortgages. And that's the crucial criteria that I want you to think about. Are you building your business 
Or are you ready to actually just become more streamlined and say, we don't necessarily need to continually build. Now, when I was 27 years old, I said, okay, self, Dustin, you're going to quit your job when you're 37 years old. When you're, you know, in 10 years from now, you better quit your job. And no matter what, even if you don't have the ability to quit your job, you're still going to quit. So it's a deadline. It's a deadline for me to actually quit. And so in 10 years, I said, I'm going to sacrifice every single thing I can, not go on vacation, not go out to eat, all that sort of stuff, and buy property after property. But in doing that, I was able to utilize other people's money to buy my properties. So here's the way it worked out. The first house I bought, cashed out, refinanced the property, took cash out, then bought the second property. Then I refinanced that second property, took the cash out, and then bought my third and fourth property then refinance those properties, and so on and so forth. So you get the picture. I'm basically recycling my money over and over and over again, which is phenomenal. And then eventually I got to a point where I was buying $150,000 houses for cash, fixing them up, making them worth maybe 200 or 300, no, not 300, that's a little too high, but $225,000, refinancing it, pulling cash out, all my cash back out, and then buying more properties. So that first, I think I started with $17,000, I've recycled that over and over and over again, like literally over and over again. That's how I built my business. That first chunk of money that I had, I've recycled that over and over again. If I would have bought that first property and said, let me refinance it and cash out and buy that second property and then realize that I want to actually pay off this mortgage. I'm not gonna continually grow this business. All the passive income that I earn, I'm gonna put it back into this one particular property to pay off the mortgage so I have more cash flow coming in. If I would have done that, then I would not have been able to grow my business even further because I wouldn't have enough cash to put down as a down payment for the next property. Every single time I bought that property, I use down payment for the next one to buy the next property. And all of that passive income that I got in from every single property, I did not put it towards the mortgage to pay it off. I actually wanted to pay less, but I paid the bare minimum that I could pay, which is you know a mortgage, which is the interest and principal. I was paying that, but what I was doing was I was saving every single penny to buy that next property. And I kept rolling it into the next property, then rolling it into the next property, then rolling it into the next property, which is what is amazing about this business. You don't have to have your own money. Like I said, I've used seller financing. I've bought properties off of sellers who have actually carried a note. Basically, the seller becomes the bank. I have a whole nother description video and, and podcast on all seller financing. Actually, everything. Check in the description for everything on how to do all this sort of stuff. All this, like, uh, you know, when I talk about, hey, do this, well, I have videos on all that sort of stuff. But right now, what I want to tell you is what I did was I used so many different ways of other people's money in order to buy the next property. If I didn't buy the next property, I couldn't make more money to buy that next property after that. Then once I got to where I had about 20 properties, I started thinking to myself, you know what, now might be a good time to actually start paying off the debt because I wasn't as fastly growing. I wasn't really so concerned about growing, but then I realized I'm still working a job. That's the thing, that's a variable that you've got to think about. Are you still growing your business? And are you still working a job? Do you want to get out of that job? Well, every single petty that you put towards the mortgage is not going to another property. Now, the beautiful thing about real estate is the more properties you buy, the more money you make. The more money you make, the more properties you buy, and then the more money you make. I am not joking on this. If you buy a property 
save that $250 a month in passive income. Remember, that's the bare minimum. For master passive income, what we do is we buy properties that make us $250 a month in passive income. We save that. That is $3,000 a year that we save to buy that next property. Then we buy the next property and we save all of that money. That is 250 plus 250. That's two properties, $500 a month in passive income. We don't go spend it. We don't go buy a new car. No, we literally save that money. That is $6,000 a year that's gonna be saved for investing and buying another property. Let's say you buy two more properties. So you have four total. That is $1,000 a month in passive income that you are saving for future investing. Now, what's amazing is that is literally $7,200 in passive income in one year that you can put towards a new property. It just rolls over and over and over again. Now, what's great though, is you could always use other people's money and figure out ways to be creative and actually put seller financing together, then hard money, then a signature loan. That, these are all advanced strategies and I teach about that all in my Real Estate Wealth Builders, uh, my membership community where I teach people in group coaching and have courses and community and, and all that sort of stuff. And so inside there, I literally teach how to do that, but that's an advanced strategy, which we're not gonna get into right now. Another thought is, what is the opportunity cost of your money? And I've touched on that a little bit. The opportunity cost of your money that you currently have. Let's say you take that $100. You have $100. You can put that $100 towards your mortgage. You absolutely can. And that lowers your principal, which would be good. But does that lower the amount of money that you pay every single month in your mortgage payment? No, it doesn't. Your mortgage payment is fixed. It's going to stay the same. Now, you will pay off your mortgage sooner, which is terrific. But let's say you took that $100, instead you put that towards your next property that then made you $250 a month in passive income. So let's just make it really, really simple. If you bought one property with a mortgage and you had $250 in passive income, if you put that $250 towards that property, it'd be good because you pay it down sooner, but you only have this one property. Instead, if you took that $250, you were able to buy that second property that made you $250 as well, that's $500. So in one hand, the opportunity cost, if you put it towards the one mortgage, you only have one property that makes you $250. If you put, instead of that, put it towards the second property, you have two properties now. One and two making you $250 each, that's $500. If you think about the opportunity cost of both of those properties, and then you put it towards your next property, and then your next property, if you do that, you could eventually have 10 properties. 10 properties making you $2,500 a month in passive income. That is $30,000 a year in passive income. Literally, you do not work. Your properties work for you, your property managers work for you, and your tenants pay your mortgage. It's brilliant, it's brilliant. I just so hope you see the brilliance of this. Get to 20 properties. That is $60,000 a year not doing a thing. 30 properties, that's $90,000 a year. And that's just the bare minimum. I have some properties making me $550 a month in passive income. So if you have the bare minimum of 250, just imagine how much it can go. I have students buying properties like in, in Tennessee and Indianapolis or Indiana, in Ohio and South Carolina, North Carolina and Florida. And they're buying these houses and the minimum they're making is $250 a month in passive income. That's the bare minimum. I have some students making $450 a month in passive income from these properties. It's so doable. And just like your next door neighbor, you can do this too.
And another huge variable is your risk tolerance. Your risk tolerance. And when I go on a coaching call with a student who wants to get into coaching with me, and there's an application process to actually get into coaching with me, um, where I would coach you one-on-one, a big question that I always ask all of my potential coaching students, I do one-on-one coaching with students, helping them to buy their properties, build the business first and do it right. One of the main questions that I ask them is, what's your risk tolerance? If your risk, now when I say risk tolerance, can you tolerate risk? High risk, low risk, like where are you at on a scale? Are you very like okay with risk? Are you completely against risk? I'll give you an example. My wife's parents, um, her, her dad is a teacher. Her mom is a stay-at-home mom. They're very risk averse. I, on the other hand, was raised by entrepreneurs. They had their own businesses and I was, I'm very, they were very risk forward friendly, I guess, or, you know, they could definitely tolerate a lot of risk and that rubbed off on me. And so when you're looking at yourself, what you're realizing is, am I, can I actually tolerate having a good amount of debt? Now, remember, this is good debt. This is debt that puts money into your pocket and not debt that takes money out of your pocket. When I talk about risk tolerance, a way to gauge yourself is, do you feel comfortable with having, let's say $500,000 in debt, good debt, but that $500,000 is actually making you two or $3,000 a month in passive income? If that is okay with you, and remember, you have to make your mortgage payments, you have to pay the principal and interest, you have to pay the insurance and all that sort of stuff, but you're still making passive income of two to $3,000 a month in passive income from that $500,000 mortgage or multiple mortgages that are $500,000 or $600,000. If you can tolerate that, then more than likely, you can tolerate not paying down the mortgage and actually put that towards the next property. And so as you're thinking about how am I risk tolerance or not? Am I risk averse or am I really okay for risk? And what you want to do is look at your risk tolerance and weigh out the pros and cons. Well, a pro might be I'm making a lot of money in passive income, which is great. But a con or the negative would be, well, I have a lot of debt. And if God forbid something happened, I have that debt that I still need to account for. And so if debt scares you, then we dip our toes in very, very little. My wife, oh my goodness, it was so hard for her to get debt. I mean, she was so told that debt is bad, debt is bad, debt is bad. You know, following Dave Ramsey. Dave Ramsey's great for about 90% of the population. The other 10% like us, we totally know we can use debt to actually grow our wealth. And so I literally had to encourage and build up and explain and basically help my wife to realize Let's just get one. And I eventually said, hey, how do you see this foot right here? It's going down. I'm more joking. <laughs> I'm about putting my foot down. But no, I actually got her encouraged enough to actually buy it and go with that first property. When she saw that first property, I think it was like $381. It was that first passive income check that I got. That really helped her open up her eyes to see this is possible. We absolutely can make money by borrowing money and providing somebody a good house to live in, a good property to live in, we can actually make a lot of money doing that. And so what I'm trying to share with you is that as you have the ability to get wins, getting that first property, making that passive income, getting that second property, making that passive income, as you are getting that win after win after win, your risk tolerance gets a little stronger. You can tolerate a little more risk, but we have to get that first win. We have to get that first win to actually buy that first property. Now, I would say, though, everybody, it's it's so easy just to buy a rental property. 
Anybody can do that. In fact, I buy a lot of properties off people who said, oh yeah, I'm going to buy a rental property. They do it wrong. They don't build the business first. They don't know how to make sure to account for all the expenses. They don't have anybody managing it. They're doing it all themselves. I then come in and say, hey, this is a problem for you. Let me help you out. And I help them out by buying the property. They're saying, please take it off my hands. Just, I don't want it anymore. And I'm like, thank you. I'll take it because I know how to build the business. I know how to make sure that it runs itself. Now, as you are also thinking about risk tolerance, another thing you could also be thinking about is your return on your investment. ROI is the acronym for it, but your return on investment. What would your return on investment be if you took that $250 a month in passive income? You bought one property, you make $250 in passive income. What would you be your return if you put that towards your mortgage? You put it towards your mortgage, you're not gonna have very much return because it's literally not making you any more money, it's just paying down the principal, which is fine. But if you turn, took that $250 a month in passive income, you bought another property that made you $250 more in passive income. Now, obviously, you're gonna have to have more of a down payment, all that sort of stuff, but you're saving your money, you're working hard, you're finding seller financing, you're getting, you're putting that money towards another property that makes you money. Well, your return on investment is so much more than zero. It's actually so much more. And to actually calculate it, I actually have a whole nother video on how to actually calculate your return on investment. Not gonna get into that, but think about that. What is your return on the money that you're putting towards a mortgage as opposed to putting toward another property? I wholeheartedly think and know and actually experience, I, as I put more money to my properties to buy more properties, here's a whole circle. Like I buy a property that makes me money. That makes me money to buy another property. That makes me more money to buy the next property and then so on and so on. It just keeps going. It's just so amazing. It's a snowball that just keeps rolling down the hill gathering more snow and getting faster and faster and faster. Another thought that you must think about is, do you need that cash flow? Instead of putting it towards a mortgage, do you need that cash flow to actually feed your family? Put the roof over your heads to actually, you know, eat and all that sort of stuff. See, I make my money off of real estate. I love my real estate. It pays the bills. It helps us to travel the world and have a, you know, a house and food. Now, if my real estate, if I'm thinking about paying off my mortgage with it, and my real estate is saying, you know what? You actually use this money to live on while putting it towards my mortgage if I cannot pay for food or housing and all that sort of stuff. That could be very, very detrimental. So we want to think about that as well. What is that cash flow used for? If it's safe for investing, then that's great. Save it for investing. If it's used to pay for your food, then don't put it towards your mortgage. Another great thing that you need to be thinking about is what is the current interest rate on your mortgage? Now we have record low mortgage rates. It's just crazy how record low this is. And right now it's like 3%, if not 2.8% is ridiculously low. Now, depending on what your current interest rate is, let's say if you have an 8% interest rate, which you probably don't, but if you do, refinancing is probably the best option. But if you wanna put more money towards your mortgage, if refinancing is not an option, then you can put more money towards your mortgage as well. But you think about the interest rates. If you have a high interest rate, it might be good to pay off the mortgage. If you have a low one, just keep it. And here's the thing. I always account for my mortgage as an expense, and I account for it not going up, but staying the same. If it goes down, it's great. If it's gonna go up, I don't like that because I don't get adjustable rate mortgages. I wanna know that the amount of money coming in my pocket is fixed. It's not gonna change. And so what you're gonna be thinking about is if the interest rate is so high, I'm gonna be paying that down, then that might be a good option. That's not for me, but that is an option. You also wanna think about 
if you have an emergency fund. An emergency fund is something you must absolutely worry about or be concerned about. I personally suggest having an emergency fund that's two or three months of your expenses every single month. So if you spend $2,000 a month on, you know, rent and food and whatever, you know, cell phone bill, all that sort of stuff, then you want to save up two or three months, which would be, let's say the maximum, that'd be $6,000 to uh, $2,000 a month by three months is $6,000. You want to have that as, as an emergency fund. And so if you're going to save money to invest, I would say save that money for an emergency fund first. You definitely need to take care of yourself, take care of your family. That's my personal opinion. You definitely have to have emergency fund before you pay off your mortgage, before you invest. And what I believe is what you're doing with this extra money that you're getting from your property, instead of putting it toward your mortgage, what you would do is pay for your necessities first, your food, your rent, and all that sort of stuff. Then put your money towards your emergency fund. Once you have both of those taken care of, then you move it on to investing, buying more properties. Once you have all three of these taken care of, then you move it towards paying off your mortgages. And what's great is I love not having any mortgages on majority of my properties. That's just so much more in passive income, which is terrific. But you want to have these in your mind as you're thinking about what you should do with the money that you're making from every property. And another thing that you really must concern yourself about or be thinking about is, do you need to have another mortgage to buy that next property? Now, the IRS says that you can only have 10 mortgages on your credit. The banks might say four, but it's actually possible. It's not against the law above 10. Then you can have commercial loans and all that sort of stuff. Now, if you need more mortgages or if you're going to use more mortgages to buy more properties, it may be wise to pay it down some properties because what they love to know, banks love to know, is your debt to income ratio. How much debt you actually have versus how much income you have coming in. If your debt to income ratio is too high, then the banks are going to say, well, I'm not going to lend to you. Well, if you pay down that mortgage by putting that passive income towards paying down the mortgage, your debt goes down. So your debt to income ratio gets better. So that's another big thought. And that is everything you need to know about what you're gonna do with the money that you make instead of paying off your mortgage or investing. You guys are fantastic. Remember to get my free course in the description, how to invest in real estate. I'll see you guys in the next one.